0: What's well, shaking, cats and kittens? Thank you for supporting my podcast and my sustaining partners. i want to tell you about one of them right now, Charmington Holistics. Do you know what an apothecary is? Well, an apothecary makes and provides medicines. Charmington Holistics specializes in all natural herbal remedies and is an apothecary. So what's ailing you? Can't sleep? Got a stomach ache? Got the blues? Well, head on over to Charmington Holistics where you can find herbal support for anything you need. A personal blended tea, herbal tonic, and supplements can offer you an alternative to that Advil bottle, while an in-house herbalist listens to your needs as well. Charmington Holistics is your source for all things herbal. Head on over to 425 South Conklin Street in Highlandtown, or visit Charmington Holistics on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. And Charmington Holistics is open 12 to 5 on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Head on over, check them out, tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in His Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and this is on MTR Podcast. Uh, my next guest is just, you're your veteran. You're, vet, you're vet, veteran <laughs> tattoo artist and founder of Free Ink. Please welcome Anthony Inkboy Chestnut. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. So um, usually I try to try to get that, that start off to um, kind of help the, the unwashed masses, those who are uninitiated. Give them the right. vital stats. Who are you? What are you doing? Where'd you grow up? All of that stuff. Give them those, those details, those early on details.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm originally from upstate New York. Um, I've been here in Maryland and Baltimore since 97. Um, I went to Walbrook. Um, this is, I think, like my third or fourth shop, for real. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, an author, an inventor, um, I got my hands in like a bunch of different things for real. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just don't stop for real. I, I just got to keep it moving. And you know, that's my thing. Yeah.
0: I kind of, I kind of peeped that and going there. I was like, okay. I was like, the information is sparse. I was like, the artwork is out here. I was like, the, the, the work is out here. I can see all of that. I was like, what, what it's like, I see different things. It's like mysterious somehow, right. but also <laughs> out there. It's like, it's like a duality there. So, for you um since you've been you've been tattooing for what about 15 a little bit longer than that 15 years plus so talk about that that background how'd you get into tattooing
1: um me and a good friend back in the day when i was in walbrook i would say like my senior year um people would ask me to get you know for me to draw their tattoo up and i would uh only problem was once they took my artwork and came back. They're like, look, I got it. And I'm like, that's not what I drew. <laughs> like, that don't look nothing like what I'm for you. And, um, like, my best friend at the time, he was like, why don't you just do tattoos? And I'm like, why you wait to 12th grade to tell me this? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I could have been rich if you would have told me a little bit sooner. But, like, ever since then, it was just, like, on from there. Um, I had extended the option. I was like, you know what, man? You told me to, to start tattooing you can have free tattoos for the rest of my life, man. Like I, know, it, was, I, it was pretty excited. But like, after a while, it just dawned on me like, you can't do this. You cannot tattoo him for free for the rest of your life. So That's one of those things.
0: <laughs> you hear that initial story about how it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you, you're an artist, man. Yeah, man. If I could find a yeah. way to get tattoos on me, yeah, I can beat your canvas. It's like, all right.
1: <laughs> right. Well, you know, Baltimore, everybody, I don't care if it's your first day of tattooing or whenever anybody and everybody would take a free tattoo. That's just what I learned here. Like, they don't care how long you picked up the machine, how long you've been using it, uh, if you have any artistic skills at all. yeah. If you have a tattoo machine, people are trying to get tattooed, especially if it's free. Well,
0: well, since you're, you're touching on that, I, that kind of segues into the, this follow-up question that I have. Um, so, so what do tattooing, that's, I guess, one part of it, and what does so let me say it differently what do tattoos mean and what does tattooing mean to you being that you're a person that obviously has tattoos and your person that mm-hmm. has been doing tattoos for a nice chunk of your life what do they mean when you're receiving them what, what do they represent to you and what does the act of tattooing someone mean
1: um well like uh i know when it comes to like tattooing people um it gives me like a great sense of pride that they like trust me enough for real like you know they don't even know my whole story they just know that I'm really good with like the machine for real and you know um uh, I have met so many people along the way and the stories that come with some of the tattoos and you know Shoot, I'm on, uh, what, like, antidepressants, so that joint regulates my mood, but, like, some of the stories, for real, are, like, tear-worthy, you know, of, like, the, the cover-ups of, like, you know, um their cut scars, or um, I had a client who said that, you know, I was covering up these burn marks on her leg, and I was just like, like, where did these come from? And she was like, oh, well, my aunt put me and my brother in the oven and cut it on hot. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Right, <laughs> like, you know, uh, well, and then from ever since then, I learned don't ask the question you don't want the answer to, so I'm very cautious now because <laughs> that <laughs> set me back uh, for a couple of days for real because, uh, you know, the aunt ended up getting, like, sentenced to, like, um, a mental facility for, like, the rest of her life for real, but it was just... You know a lot of people when i'm tattooing them it's not just you know them getting ink on their skin it's like a story that comes along with it and either i'm helping or i'm like you know encouraging or they get this tattoo because um it's gonna make them feel better um and i think like that's what it is for me for real um like i don't know like every day that i work for real i'm always in awe i'm always like shocked um yeah, they, they, I think that's, like, one of the reasons why I keep coming back. Like, I done retired, like, so many times. But, yeah. uh, you know, I get around people and they start talking about tattoos or, like, you know, how they want one. Like, I get, like, the itch for real. And then they see I'm back. I got one client that be like, you retiring right now? I'm like, yeah. She's like, all right, you'll be back. And I'm like, no, nah, you don't know my life. I'm not coming back. It's one of those so things, like, like be back.
0: <laughs> I try to get out. They keep pulling me back in. They
1: keep pulling me back in, man.
0: So, it, it, so there's some a, a lot of vulnerability with it because, like, we we have this one body, and yeah. having someone come in, and you, you got to trust their artistic um the acumen. Obviously, you have to trust like that they have that connection. Cause some mm-hmm. people could just go through it and you, you, I'm sure you run into is that people who are, I'm a tough guy. I can just go through it. It's like, no, that's that tattoos hurt, you know, <laughs> or, yeah,
1: <they> hurt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like my my girl just got a tattoo on her forearm of like this really hyper realistic bee with the honeycomb grid behind it and she really yeah. loves it and she just like blocked it out she was like I haven't gotten a tattoo in like twenty five years and so she has like what are her ankles she's like yeah that one's faded I need this new crisp one and she's getting it and uh, I come in there and I'm like looking at the artist I was like if she's in pain. I, I'm just raising the eyebrow, <laughs> but they, they had like a nice console. And he kind of got super comfortable and he was listening to what she wanted, what she needed in terms yeah. of kind of getting the idea as opposed to, you know, I got to just go through it. I got to just knock this out, move to the next thing. It's a, it's a personal thing. That's, I think that's the yeah. thing that I'm hearing. That's like yeah.
1: the new movement. I think well, with my shop and with my people, that's what I try to do. Like, it's not just uh, slapping a stencil on your skin. And like, that's what it is. Uh, I think it's actually like therapy for like a lot of my clients for real, because I know them now. Um, like personally, like even like to this day, like I text some of my clients and like, ask them how they doing. Um, they share like personal information with me and like, I give them advice on, you know, their relationship or what they might be going through in life or like, you know what I'm saying? Sharing like stock tips and, <laughs> oh, it is it's like a nice network for real with uh, me and my clients slash friends for real like they're, they're like my they're like my family you know yeah um, it is beautiful.
0: It's it's one of those things where my brother and I go back and forth. My brother's got like 17 tattoos and not a lot of color. And the ones I have have color in them. And I only have like maybe four or what have you. And he's like, yo, you take up, you have so much space. He's like, I envy your body size. (laughs) Get more tattoos. And I was like, nah, I'm all set, bro, right now. He's like, come on, man, get more. I was like. I was like, is this your degree of addiction that you want to take my body for tattoos? You have ideas for me to get tattoos, my guy?
1: That's how it is with addiction. You (laughs) don't even want to bring somebody else in on it. So it's not so bad for real. Come in, man. Take this needle, man. That means he doesn't have a problem if he brings you in on it.
0: He's trying to avatar my body is what I'm saying, though. He's He's like, look, if you can get this. I was like, I don't want that, though. He's right. like, but I do, and it would look cool on you. I was like, we got to talk about something different, bro. I ain't
1: trying to live through you.
0: <laughs> um, I never thought being big in that way would work out. Like I'm six four, so it's just like, right. yeah, you, know, you take up a lot of space. So y- you've been surrounded by tattoos and tattooing since since you were you were young, and you've grown up in this. So so speak on that. Right. How how has it been growing up from? like you said, you were like first interested in like high school to being like an adult, like, you know, having a kid and all of that stuff, that matriculation speak on that a bit.
1: Um, it's been an experience. Um, it's crazy how, um, much like the art of tattooing has grown. Um, a lot of my clients and stuff, or like new people that come to me, like I just did a article in the sun and they were focusing on like the different tattoo inks and the issues uh, around that, like um, for like a good amount of time, like numb cream wasn't really like available to like, you know, I would say like black artists for real, like you would see like all these different white people tatted up and like, you know, videos of them just sitting calmly getting these big giant tattoos and people were just like, dang, they eating that. But we didn't know that they numbed for like two hours prior, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, um, I have so many clients that say, this one tattoo artist said, I can't get color. And I'm like, is he white? And they're like, yeah. Like a lot of like white artists, you know, can't tattoo black skin for real. And instead of like trying to learn anything, they're setting their ways. So if they come across like a black person, instead of like trying to educate them or like help them through like the situation, it's like, nah, we don't do that. Nah, you can't get color. Yeah. And um, for a good amount of time, a lot of the color inks, uh, you know what I'm saying, Um, weren't really working in our skin for real. And, like, I felt like that was, like, a a nice, like, you know, subliminal segregation on the low for real, where, you know, uh, we had, like, like nigger rig pretty much, <laughs> like, you know, colors or finagle it into, like, the skin for them joints to work for real. but yeah. like, you know, ain't nobody really doing those skin tests on, like, the white side. But, like, when it comes to black skin, we got to do skin tests to see if these colors will work, if they're going to have a bad reaction to them and stuff like that. It's just crazy. Um as far as, like, my daughter or whatever, like, I'm, she she looks just like me and uh, acts a, a good amount like me for real. I definitely see her mother and her um, a lot, too. But for the most part, it's me, and I'm super happy about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm saving, like, parts of my body just to see, you know, saying if she wants to tattoo him for real. i seen this picture of, like, this uh, artist letting his daughter tattoo him, and I'm like, yeah, I got, like, the same amount of space saved up uh, for her.
0: So that, that matriculation, that, that growth as being an artist, seeing like how, um, how it's changed as far as how it's being applied to darker skins and just yeah. saving that space for your kid. Like, look, okay. You got this rib cage right here. That's all right. you got. What, like,
1: I would not dude. She can't get the rib cage. The dude, he was giving his daughter the rib cage. I got like a section on my back. Um, like the back of, like the thigh and the side of the thigh. Like she can have those areas. I can't let her play with the cage at like six. <laughs> like like ah. she, she, gonna need some more experience <laughs> before she can touch that area.
0: So, so tell me about um, like Free Ink Studio and like some of those other challenges uh, you touched on the num cream and all, but some of the and, and just how black skin was being approached. But speak a little bit more and some of those challenges faced as being a a black artist, a black tattoo artist.
1: Yeah um, Well, um, one issue that I've been trying to like, erase for like a long period of time is a lot of black people are used to the tattoo party mentality. So when they come to me, um, if they're not like a regular, like I have like new people, and they'll be like, uh, "I'm trying to get my whole back done." And I'm like, in one sitting, they're like, "Yeah, I'm like, I don't do that." And they're like, "But I really want the whole thing done right now." I'm like, "No, it doesn't work like that." And I'm going to tell you why you don't want it to work like that. One, you don't want me to be tired. You want, you know, this experience to be like pleasant on both ends. I'm not trying to put your body in shock. Um, I'm not trying to rush. Uh, And also like the best way to do it is like in pieces, you know what I'm saying? We uh, do the outline one time um, and depending on how big it is, like, you know, and how much your body can take, we do the outline and let's say we stop there. Um, you recoup for like two weeks, three weeks, come back, you refresh, your body is like re-energized and you could take like the shading now. Yeah. And, um, like a lot of uh, people, they're so used to like trying to knock the whole thing out because when you would go to a tattoo party back in the day, like you didn't know this person, you didn't know when you was going to see him again or anything like that. So it's like, I'm giving you my money. You got to finish this right now right? because I don't know you. And I'm like, look, I own this, I don't own the building, but I'm like, I own this business. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm Googleable. like I'm not going anywhere. You don't have to, you know, force this right now. You know, like you don't have to put your body in a shock. You don't have to do all this craziness just because you're afraid of the whole tattoo artist at a party, uh, I guess, syndrome or like, you know, that feel.
0: Yeah, and part of it is like, I had this conversation when I got I, I made the the choice uh, to get a food mm. dog on my inner bicep. And that was the first tattoo I had in a while. And I was like, huh, this wasn't <laughs> the wisest decision. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, yo, and all I've been doing is like bicep exercises. And so I was right. stuck to my gym <laughs> regimen. I was like, yo, my fucking arm hurts like a bitch. And, <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I had a, I had a white guy do it. And it, kind of the thing that you touched on earlier about the, the coloring that was the first thing he mentioned. That was what sold me the ticket. He was a guest on this podcast. That was what sold the ticket. He was like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of white guys, they just think they have a limited color wheel. He was like, you just need to know what you're doing. You know, he was right. just like, you can get color. He's like, anybody can get color. And I was like, right. all right, you're, you sold the ticket. You said some shit that made some sense right there. Right. And, you know, I, I got something that's like green and, and red or what have you. And I was like, I'm happy with this. This is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I took into account, like, it's one of those things where, I remember listening to this like um audiobook about like chefs and it's like when you encounter someone that's a chef of a specific type of cuisine, right? Like mm-hmm. let's say you bring in a line cook for a French restaurant and the line cook is like, Oh, I cook French food. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to give you exactly what what I think this should be. But instead of, having someone is like, I trained you to do this this way. That was the thing that I was kind of getting from him. He was like, you mm-hmm. said you wanted this. I don't know if that style works. Here's something that might work. You can get whatever you want. This is your world, but this is fitting the style that you're looking for. So I came there right. with a suggestion. I was like, okay, you're listening and you're providing feedback. This works instead of just being a a yes man, ultimately. Right. And it turned out to be a really good experience because in going in it, my my estimation and Kind of revisiting that the the pain that is getting a tattoo at all was um you're you're getting pain to get beauty, you know you want something that looks sure. cool, you want something that that means something to you, and um but you're going through some pain to get it, so I just thought it was interesting
1: well, I tell everybody all the cool tattoos cost um a lot more than just money, you know what I'm saying if you're getting like that really big piece or that that one on your ribs uh the one on your foot like you know um your head like you know it's gonna cost you some pain it's gonna cost a little blood it's real
0: i I was joking with my girl i was like y'all get my whole throat done she was like don't don't do stupid things i was like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) um so so how's your 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 current role and experience like day to day now as an artist compared to like how in those first few years of you in your practice,
1: um, so like the thing about me, I've always been like a free spirit. um I worked at Sprint for like a long period of time, and like once like tattooing came around, it was like, and like I don't even like my skills were like good to start because I was an artist uh, initially, and like the trick in the beginning is to always just go small, like don't do large tattoos and you'll be okay. And that's what I was doing in the beginning. And, um, once like the money became like regular, I was just like, all right, fuck it. I quit. And I just started tattooing and like, you know, every now and then I would like miss, um, like some type of structure from like a regular job or maybe healthcare. And I would go back and, like, you know, go to the doctor and some shit like that. But then they'd be like, uh, you know, I'm working one day and, like, uh, a boss or somebody was like, yeah, somebody needs to go do this. And I'm like... I don't need to go do nothing. Like, you know what? I quit. I'm, I'm out. Like, my man, my man's coming way. in
0: doing open enrollment. It's like, yeah, yeah. I need to get this checkup in real quick. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Who's hiring?
1: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> um, so I, 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 I'll be remiss because I forgot to really ask. Um, so the, the, the feet with the Free Ink Studio, like how 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 did that come about? How long has that been open? Tell me more about that.
1: Um, that's been open for about like uh, 13 months now. Yeah. Um, before that shop, uh, I had another one called a uh, House of Ink. But when I had House of Ink, I was on drugs and alcohol real bad. And I didn't know that I was that bad of a person until I got super sober. And people, like, you know, weren't as fr- afraid to tell me, like, yeah you were a bad person like (laughs) he was really bad and um i like you now i like you so much now please don't ever drink again (laughs) and i'm like why did y'all tell me this shit before they was just like no you were scared
0: (laughs) like you had a tattoo gun in your hand i I
1: don't know you were just saying king kong ain't got shit on me it's like what (laughs) man so uh like you know it, it came about like um free ink, and i I noticed that like with my old shop, um it was that big, it was warehouse size, and I actually uh stopped paying rent at an apartment and lived there mm-hmm. and so my last shop was called the House of ink, yeah and like this one now with me being like free of drugs and alcohol, is like you know I'm free, so it was just like it's free ink, yeah. that's me.
0: So it's it's like your what I'm hearing is your your experience and even like your your future as we're at now, as a um, a tattoo artist and as entrepreneurs, they they're very much connected with you as an individual and as you mature and develop and go through your different experiences as a person outside of being an artist Mm -hmm. those two things are definitely connected It's like this is where i was at at this time i retired right here and i came back a little bit you know 45 jordan you know right
1: (laughs) because with the old shop it was well with the world of just tattooing and piercing in general it's like drugs alcohol uh females pretty much anything that you want for real like i don't came across every type of person and i used to joke that i could probably get you anything from like a prostitute to like a pistol
0: (laughs) i mean that is a rap line if i've ever heard one i I will say this you got you got to put the barbershop scenario on there it was a barbershop i used to go to and it would it had it had some hood elements in there like as most barbershops do and like I said, I'm a big dude. When The, the first time I w- was in there, I didn't realize I ripped the door off when I was leaving. I was like, oh shit, my bad, y'all. And they had to reattach the door. And it's like, oh, this big nigga can't keep coming in here like this. And they were doing tattoos at one point in there. So I was like, is that a stripper? She naked, she can tattoo. I was like, I'm trying to get my hair cut. Um, oh yeah, we cut you right here, bro. I was like, but that's, that's like titties out, my jean. Like, what are we doing here? And my barber was on some like, yeah, I'm trying to tattoo like people. And this guy that was doing the tattoos, and he's like, "Cause you're trying to meet women, right?" He's like, "Exactly." And I was like, "This is wild. <laughs> this is a wild culture for me. I can't. I just, I just want to get my joint shaved and get out of here. You know, peace, right. beloved, or whatever. You know." <laughs> so, w- what? Is, what advice would you give? Because, because, like you talked about your, like your your early experiences, more being, more leaning towards like doing art or what have you, that was later used for um, for other people to do tattoos. Like you would come up with the mm-hmm. art. So what it, and I think that you're in a more realized version of it now and being the person that's it in some instances and and mm-hmm. being the person that's executing it. What advice would you give for someone that is an aspiring artist, whether it be just straight? I like to sketch or draw or tattoo. What advice would you give them or a piece of advice that you got that you're like, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to pay this forward?
1: um I would say uh always remain teachable um you can always learn some some more and like you know I, I constantly am on YouTube um I done not went to like other artists and uh paid for like their classes um I talked to a couple of great artists um I'm friends with and I don't you know they don't mind me picking their brain um, yeah, like, you know, if you can meet, like, an artist that's willing to, like, talk to you for real and, you know, if you're really, like, into it, you got to, like, stick it out for real. Like, um, it's so sad because Baltimore's culture, and I was talking to uh, a new friend that, like, you know, it's so cutthroat that, like, if I was to take on an apprentice and teach them um, how to put the stencil on a tattoo of a person and, you know, clearly i mean sometimes they'll just think like okay i know how to tattoo now Mm. he showed me how to put the stencil on i'm a tattoo artist now and like next thing you know i'm like thinking like all right, you supposed to be here on monday they don't show up monday tuesday wednesday and then i find out they're across town saying that they you know learned how to do tattoos from ink boy and uh they're they're a whole artist now like you know a lot of young people um just in general aren't willing to like stick it out and, like, you know, get all the skills that are out there or, or, you know, that the person is trying to teach them for real. So I would say, like, if they're really trying to learn, gather as much information offline that you can. Practice on, like, fruit and pigskin and, you know, see if you can connect with an artist. And also, if you connect with an artist, make sure that you're prepared to, like, you know, stick it out for real. Like, I um was going down to Atlanta um, at least once a week. Um, to learn from this artist named Anthony. And, you know, I had a uh, 89 Crown Victoria and, like, literally was, like, leaving out on, like, Monday and coming back Thursday. Yeah. Um, and then doing the same thing the following week just to, like, you know, pick up the skills from him. And, like, I might get there and he might make me sweep the floors or, you know, uh, autoclave his needles or... You know, it was just like grunt work for real, but like, I'm doing this from Baltimore, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And like, I really wanted to pick up the skills that he had. So that's why I did it. And like a lot of people aren't willing to do that for real. No,
0: that's that's true. Like, you know, there's a, like, while I love Baltimore, while, you know, Baltimore, I think has a really, uh, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good artists, such as yourself and,
1: Oh, I love Baltimore too. No, you no, 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 all, oh, all... In trouble. <laughs> no. All of these good things, but
0: I think there is a, a an impatience there too because we're kind of yes. like go, 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 and I, I, like I'm, I'm sure you, you seem to be an eclectic individual. So like the, um, I remember this, this, this movie, this probably documentary, maybe uh, Euro Dreams of Sushi, and it was just like him, the the sushi master, was like in his 90s, like 95 or what have you, and his son was like 50, and his son was still just like mm-hmm. trying to perfect cooking rice. You see what I'm saying? And he's like, yo, yeah. it'll take you 50 years on how to cook rice. Right. And it was just like, yo, I don't see that being applicable here. It's like, yo, that's phony. I ain't
1: doing that. Right. Yes. <laughs> like they, I, I know like everybody like needs money and feels like money is like going to solve all their issues for real. So, um, like I meet like so many people and like the hunger, it's like a different type of hunger. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like instead of I'm trying to learn this skill, to uh you know go further in life with it it's like no i need to learn the skills i can like start making money tomorrow so Mm -hmm. i can like you know feed my family so i can do this so i can do that i got bills to pay and like i think like when you approach it like that you're doing it wrong you know saying it's a set of skills i think
0: and like in in, in any in any version of like art i think it's all applicable so like if you're i look at it as like and, and maybe you agree but i look at it like it's a, it's a living, breathing thing, whatever it is, your craft, mm-hmm. right? So if I'm as a podcaster, not trying to learn how to solve problems, not trying to learn how to improve my audio quality, not taking feedback and all of these different things, I know it, I'm letting my ego run it. I'm right. going to go far with it. It's going to be something right. that it eventually itself implodes and I'm no longer doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read that you're a problem solver. So that's why I kind of threw that one out there. Uh, is that true? And what skills, uh, do you rely on in solving problems within tattooing and in everyday life?
1: Um, I have like an extensive, uh, background in customer service and like sales. So like, you know, um, I used to work for, uh, what was it? MCI? Out in Hunt Valley or whatever, <laughs> and there was a dude named Charles Davis, and like Charles Davis was like the smoothest dude you ever like wanted to see. Like he was like boiler room times like twenty. Um, he called um, some like guy in like Texas, and like when he answered the phone, you knew he was white, and like he like introduced himself like, "This is Charles Davis, yada yada yada, calling from MCI." Uh, And this was like that 10 cents a minute type of thing for real. And the guy was like, I don't want that shit. And like (laughs) hung up and like, you know, he was so loud that everybody like watching this call was like, Oh, all right. Fucking Charles Davis called him back and like, you know, saying like, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We got off on like the wrong foot. (laughs) Um, you know, I feel like he was trying to thinking like I was selling something like, nah, like I'm calling you to help you. And I was just like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, like I got something that you need for real. And like broke it down. And like next thing you know, like Charles Davis like sold this dude. And I was just like, wow. Like I want that skill. And like from then, like I have friends now that would just like ask me questions of like, how can I do this? And I'm like, well, that seems like impossible. And they was like, well, I thought you could help me. And I'm like, well, all right, no, hold on. Um well, what we could do is we need to look for warehouses that it might be like foreclosed. Um, I know somebody that can get us a listing from that. Um, from there, we can apply for grants. Um, on top of that, we could see like if we need to start a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, next thing you know, like my brain just starts to like tick and I just like go off for real. And like I've done solved and helped so many people that way. I can do it for others, but when it comes to myself, <laughs> it's like like the mechanic, you know what I'm saying? Like my car might be the raggediest one, but I could fix yours though. Yeah.
0: That's 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 the thing. Like I, I, I present myself as a problem solver. I'm I'm a data analyst in my day job and um it it works. Like, you know, you start yeah. thinking of things in that way, but yeah, it doesn't really work for yourself as well as it does yeah, for others. And I think I think I know why. I why? think it's because <laughs> you don't you're you have a lack of investment for someone else's situation so mm-hmm. you can think about it more openly and broadly but when it's yours you have these other things tied to it's like well i'm doing that for this reason i really like this and it may not be logical reasons whereas when it's somebody else's it's purely logical what yes. make sense okay you're nice. an assassin yes. <laughs> yeah yeah i run into that all the time that's that's what i've learned um so The last question I have, and I I do have a group of rapid fire questions I'll tell you about in a moment. But the last question question that I have is um, what was the either first tattoo that you had that you have received or the first tattoo that you did? And was there an interesting story attached to it?
1: Um, so the first tattoo I've ever received was, let me see, is it this one? All right. It's a eye and the word lie underneath it. Now, I didn't think about it, uh, too much in the beginning, but, uh, when I first got here, I was really into poetry. Mm -hmm. And so it was supposed to be lyrically I entertain, and they got the eyeball right here. But like my voice uh, didn't change. Like this is like I guess like the best that it's gonna be right now. But beforehand, it was way more high pitched. And so like everybody was telling me, like it's okay, just calm down. Your voice is gonna change. And I'm like I needed to because one I just got here from uh, Georgia, so I had a southern drawl. Oh, no. I had uh, my little bit of New York Trying to fight through And then I had Puberty happen. So, so You're like, what do you mean, guys? <laughs> yes But then it also would drop Oh, so, no like, what, what do you mean, guys? Um, like It would just go up and down And all this other type of stuff And so, like, I was just, like Trying to wait patiently And I was like, you know I'm real uh, gun-ho about stuff So I was like, if I get this tattoo That's going to be, like, a sign Because it's written on my body That I got to do poetry And I got to stay true to it And next thing you know, like when my voice didn't change up, it just stopped. And then like females would see it and be like, I lie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like you just telling us like, yo, I might be a fuck boy just for you. Just so you know.
1: uh, Like some people would see it and be like, I lie. And I'm like, how do you get alive from that no you're just trying it like you reach
0: it too hard but yeah i, I remember i got uh, this i got this oni tattoo on the front side of my uh bicep like all of my tattoos on my like uh, left bicep and i uh, my, my mom is like faux religious sometimes and she's like what's this right. demon shit on your arm i was like it's an oni <laughs> she's like yeah but why and i was like what i we're doing something different right now. I'm not, I was like, it's not even right. healed. It's covered in like the, the fucking thing. It's like, it's not even finished healing. Let it, let it do its thing. <laughs> um, so now I'm going to get into, um, some rapid fire questions. And from there, yeah. um, I'll hand it over to you for you to shamelessly plug anything that you want to plug and we'll wrap up there. Okay. Um, so rapid fire questions, they go like this. Um, I just ask you a question. Nothing. There's no gotcha questions, nothing weird. Um, and, but it's more so to get an insight on you as an individual. So you might be like, yo, what's your favorite song? Something like that. All right. Okay. You don't have to provide any extra context either. So you don't have to like say, so (laughs) first question,
1: uh, favorite movie. Um, I would say natural born killers.
0: Okay. Uh, last song that you played, that would you listen to?
1: Um, Little Wayne Faith.
0: What was the first tattoo that you did? See, this is the other part of what I asked you previously.
1: Yeah, um, first tattoo that I did was a tribal dragon on my homeboy Easy. <laughs>
0: Now this one is going to be a controversial one but I think it's funny. Um we, me and my um my girlfriend's kid we always kind of make fun of like people with trash tattoos. He's a tattoo fan and he has like a bunch of anime tattoos on his legs and mm. he's just like yo if I see another like trash panther on someone's bicep I'm gonna be real pissed. And so he's like yo that's overdone. What what from your opinion as being a person that's seen a lot of people with ink having a lot yourself, what is that most overdone that tattoo specifically on black people? What what's, what's the one that you're like I don't want to do another one of those. I mean, if that's what you want, bro, but.
1: Right. Um, all right. So, depending on like the era, it was the Panther, the Paws, the uh, Big Strawberry. Right, that, that's that's like our mothers. Those, those like our mothers and like grandmothers. And those the cherry and on the day. titty and shit. Right, and it's like bit, and it's like tasty or like wet or something. Oh like no! Um, I would say a couple of uh, years ago, it was the infinity sign with like things in it for real. Yeah. Um, I know like dream catchers, and I would say now, uh, probably like for symbols are like real like popular. And, like, everybody just is, like, overdoing it for real. Like, not even, like, looking into it or anything like that. It's like, I want this. I saw somebody with this. Or so I don't have like, a bunch of people like, uh, I want Rihanna's tent, too. Oh, I want God. this right here. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. <laughs>
0: it's, it's like, yo, you know if y'all sending out some, some, like, some some interesting photos, you know how we can tell who you are, right? <laughs> like, what are you right. doing? <laughs> Uh, now, the last question I have within this rapid fire is, um, you know, because we had to bring it back to Baltimore, full circle. Got to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Favorite place in Baltimore, favorite landmark, that kind of situation. What's your favorite place in Baltimore?
1: Ooh, I would have to say, um, all right, Norma James. <laughs>
0: well, <I'm, laughs> I dig it. it's, a, it's a lot of tattoos floating around there because so it's so much a skin lot of
1: tattoos. yes uh it's a beautiful place honestly like i wouldn't mind if like they gave me like a booth and i could just like type my work up there or you know what I'm saying like it, honestly it needs to be places like that for real. 'Cause because like just to be around like the nudity and yeah. to like embrace <laughs> it but then like not be bothered not be bothered but you know what i'm saying just to like be working for real I've the got- music going
0: I, there's a sp- specific brand of music that plays in there i that's uh out of the gentleman adult, adult club adult clubs that i've been to uh i've gone to that one the most and the, 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 the other one that i've gone to i remember yawning in a stripper's face and i was like yeah man this didn't really work out now did it uh right. so that's pretty much all i had so now it's on you um yeah, uh, any anything that you want to plug, your social media, website, any of that stuff that you want to plug, and i want to thank you again for being on the podcast. This has been wonderful.
1: Oh man, thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much. Um, my uh, shop is uh, Free Ink LLC on my Instagram. Um, I'm Wild Ink Boy W O W I N K B O Y. Oh, my good friend Cookie, she is an awesome photographer, and hers is what's yours, Cookie Captions, underscore Cookie underscore captions on captures captures I apologize okay. on IG. Uh she's right here. Let me do the interview at her house. She's so awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh but yeah, I'm happy man. Thank you again. Yeah.
0: This has been this has been great. So um I'm gonna sign off. Uh so for uh Ink Boy, thank you so much. I am Rob Lee. Sandy there's art in and around Baltimore. You just gotta look for it.